Self-Expressions, the podcast that explores the diverse stories and experiences of individuals from all walks of life. I'm your host, Chari Hineri Elon. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing a Filipino real estate agent who is beginning to make a name for himself in the bustling city of Vancouver. Join me as we delve into his story, his inspiring journey, and as we gain insights into the world of real estate from a multicultural point of view. Please welcome to the show, Russell De La Cruz. Hi, Russell. Hi, Tichari. Thanks I'm for having me. Have you? Yes, How are you thank today? you for the opportunity. You know, I'm doing great, fantastic, even though the sun is not out. You have to get used to it, especially in Vancouver, where we get a lot of rain. So just take a lot of vitamin D and it's okay. Yeah. And I have gone to your office yesterday. You are located at a very nice neighborhood, just 15 minute walk from Granville Island. And you could go see the beautiful sceneries at Granville Island anytime. That's right. That's the nice thing about our city here in Vancouver. You can just walk. And you'll reach the seawall, the water, and you see plenty of trees and flowers. So it's always nice to get out and get some fresh air. Yes. Russell, tell me, tell us briefly about your story in migrating to Vancouver. Yes, for sure. So it was during pandemic 2020. I was living in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So it's in the prairies, a little bit east or a little bit center of Canada. It was very cold there for half of the year, six months. And then during pandemic, when there was lockdown, I decided I think I needed a change or to move in my life. So I decided to pack my bags and move to British Columbia and start a new life, start a new chapter here. Yeah. So what motivated you to pursue a career in real estate? What motivated me was basically seeing other people having success in the field. The nice thing about real estate is that there is a big opportunity here in Canada and also in British Columbia because there's a lot of people that are buying, selling real estate. So I just thought, maybe I could apply myself and offer my customer service to others mm -hmm. and see if I could also, like you said in the beginning, make a name for myself and build my business here. Yes. Let's talk briefly about your background. Before you became a real estate agent in Vancouver, what was your profession? Yeah, so my profession before becoming a real estate agent was car salesman. Mm -hmm. So I was a car dealer for about seven years. So I sold Honda and also BMW. I was ranked the top one person wow. in the whole Winnipeg, Manitoba province for multiple consecutive years. And then I decided to move here and then I started selling BMW. So different product, but same skill set. Yes. If you have the passion and you're genuine, sincere, honest, and you want to help others, then you can pretty much do the same, uh, apply the same technique or skills 
and you'll also find success. Yes. And congratulations, by the way, on being the top one car salesman in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Mm -hmm. What is the difference in being a car salesman and a real estate agent? I think with car sales, when when you're working at a dealership, people come to you because they already know the brand. So for example, you're thinking about buying a car and you're thinking about buying a Honda. You go to the Honda dealership and as a car salesman, it's your job to pinpoint the why they should buy a Honda and why they should buy it from you. So people are already coming in and they have an idea that they want the car. Yeah. In real estate, you have to go out there and tell people what you do, who you are, gain their trust, and show that you are capable and a market expert. Yeah. Okay. So car dealership, you have people coming to you with real estate. You have to go out and seek your clients, I would say, is the biggest difference. And also real estate is the biggest purchase, I would say. Car sales, cars is the second biggest purchase, but the biggest purchase that one person or a family makes yeah. is real estate. Yeah. Um, and also when they sell, it's also one of the biggest decisions. Um, a lot of it, it financially, it's way much more. So there's a higher rewards, but there's also a lot more competition, I would say. Correct. Would you say that's one of the challenges that you face being a real estate agent, apart from going out there and seeking clients? What are the challenges that you face in being a real estate agent, especially a Filipino real estate agent in yeah, Vancouver? So in Vancouver, predominantly, uh, it's a very multicultural city. And sometimes there's one race that is more um, dominant or there's more... Uh, there's more of them. So sometimes it's a it can be a little bit of a language barrier. Mm -hmm. But also I use that to my advantage. So I used my own my own language, which is Tagalog, yes. to find and seek other Filipinos. And it's all about creating comfortability and making sure that the client feels safe. Uh, it's a safe space that they can trust you as their agent that's going to be guiding them towards this journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, the other challenge is I'm not from here and I didn't grow up in Vancouver. Yes. So I had to really build from scratch. Correct. And how is the journey of building from scratch, building your name? And I have seen how you're doing good because I have just seen your picture on the signages. And I said, hey, I got to know this guy. I got to get to know you and interview you in, in my podcast. Yeah. So it's very daunting, but at the same time, very exciting. Um, it's kind of like a baby, right? You yeah. see it all the way from the start and you need to always learn. You're always, I always showed up to the office. I'm always listening and asking for advice from 
the people at the top to see if they have any tips for me, yeah. how I can grow my business. And then when you serve one client and you successfully help them with the transaction, it's such a good rewarding feeling. Yes. And uh, yeah, putting myself out there, my name, my face, it costs a lot of money, but that's also just like in any business, there's always going to be risk. Yeah. If you don't advertise yourself, then people will not know about your business. So sometimes you have to spend some money to or in order to make some more money or to be able to build your business and your brand. Exactly. And that is a very wise investment, getting the word out, making sure that people get to know about you and the kind of service that you could give them. But Russell, how do you leverage your cultural background and connections to better serve the Filipino community in Vancouver? That's a great question. So I think with Filipinos, first of all, would be the language. And second of all, I'm also from the Philippines and I grew up in the Philippines. I didn't just grow up in Canada, so I can relate to a lot of the culture, show Filipinos a lot of respect, don't be pushy, always advise and give them some guidance, but never try to force anything yeah. to our community because word gets around really fast. So if you're an aggressive agent or dishonest, then word will get around and they will tell other people that they didn't have a good experience with you. But if you're also a great salesperson or whatever you do, then they will also tell others and they will refer you. Yes. So I'm always mindful of that. And I try to keep a really good reputation so that when people say my name or hear about me, they always have good things to say about me. And yeah, I'm just really proud of our culture, especially when I see Filipinos that are either buying real estate or selling. I always, always tell them, I'm so proud because you're making this investment, right? Um, because either for the future or for their kids, because we see a lot of other races. They are yeah. very savvy when it comes to business and buying or selling real estate. But when it comes to Filipinos, we don't really have a lot of financial education. Mm -hmm. Nobody's telling us how to get rich or how to get ahead. It's always how do you work for somebody and maybe down the line, once the kids go to school and finish school, maybe then you can retire. But I'm seeing more and more Filipinos taking that big step towards home ownership, which I'm really proud and excited about. Yeah, the success of one Filipino is like a success for all of us Filipinos exactly. here in Vancouver. That's, how, that's exactly how I feel, yes. Yes, and so can you tell us about any notable success stories or memorable experiences that you've had while working with clients in Vancouver? Yep, so there was this, my one of my very first clients, he was a young, young guy and he bought an apartment um, in Abbotsford 
And then his parents introduced me to him because he was thinking about selling his condo. Um, I sold and helped him buy his condo. I, I helped him sell his condo and he made maybe over $100,000 in profit in just about two years or less. And this was a condo that was in a lower price point mm -hmm. um, because most people, they try to aim and sell the higher priced real estate, right? This was a lower price point and this was about maybe an hour and a half away from Vancouver. And it was during the winter time as well. So I took this on and I gave it my best shot. I treated it like it was a million dollar plus property. I gave it my full-time attention and then we sold it. He was so happy. He bought another condo with me after less than six months. And also his parents bought a condo with me. So that was three transactions in just a span of less than one year all from saying yes and helping this young guy sell his apartment. And most people, they probably will not take on that job because again, it's so far or maybe the price point is not worth it for some of them to drive all the way there. But I think to me, this is an investment that he made and I just wanted to get him the best price for it. That is wonderful. You actually reap what you sow because you did good to him and you considered his uh, transaction important and valuable when you were able to build a relationship and then, of course, your business. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, Russell, Vancouver's real estate market can be very competitive. What strategies or approaches do you employ to stand out and ensure that you get the big or the best outcomes for your clients? Of course, you've already mentioned doing the extra mile. Apart from that, what else? Yep. So other than, again, what I did was when I started making money in real estate, I didn't just blow it or spend it in upgrading my lifestyle because what happens is sometimes here if a real estate agent they start making more money they start buying newer car more expensive house better all this I just put it back into the business so I bought more advertisement or marketing I also reached out to our Kababayan Filipinos on social media like Facebook Instagram. So I just started reaching out to more people. And then as more and more people got to know who I am, oh, they start taking pictures. I saw you on the bus yeah. or you were referred to me by so-and-so. So yeah, just by reinvesting a portion of my income back into my own business, that's how I was, that's how I was able to separate myself yeah. from others. And also... I was working almost every single weekday and every weekend. Yeah. But some people, they need to take the weekend off for their family, I, which I understand. But for me, I was able, I, I have the privilege to be able to work. So I was just working uh, pretty much seven days a week. And that's what I was able, to, that's how I was able to learn quicker yeah. and also be able to get ahead. Yeah. So you're hardworking, you're persistent, you're nice, you're trustworthy. And all the 
ideal qualities of a real estate agent are with you. But how do you navigate uh, the cultural differences? Because in Vancouver, we are a multicultural uh, area. So how do you work with different cultures for Filipino clients and even non-Filipino clients? That's a great question. So I think you have to put yourself on the other person's shoe. It's not about you, it's about them. So you have to really have a good listening skill. You have to know their reason, their why, why are they selling, why are they buying. And I try not to talk as much about myself. I want them to open up to me and I try to meet them where they are. So, and every every person has their own personality. Some want to be in control, some want to be detailed, some want to know every single detail. Some people, it's very emotional for them. So you have to be able to manage those emotions and expectation. So I just try to empathize with the other person mm -hmm. and, and make sure that I am not trying to rush the process and just slow down take a minute, make sure that they're understanding everything. Yeah. And sometimes not everybody is the right client for myself. So I will have to tell them that maybe there's somebody else that will be able to help them with their situation. So I'm not saying that I'm the right real estate person for every single person. So I have to be willing to let go of somebody if I don't think that we are a good match or if I think somebody else can help them better, or let's say they spoke a different language. Hey, why don't I refer you to so-and-so? Mm -hmm. They also speak the same language. So again, it's not about me. It's about what will benefit the other person the most. Yeah, that's great. That's being selfless. But how Correct. do you determine the match apart from the language? What else are the factors that would help you determine if this client is for you or not? I think it's probably the expertise or the expectation. If their expectation is very high and I don't think I can meet the demand, whether I'm restricted because I don't have enough time in the day or I already am serving enough customers um, or perhaps they're looking for a specific area or a specific house and I don't really specialize in that segment or market, then I have to be willing to pass it on to somebody that knows it better than me or has more time than me. Because there are times when I'm when I have a lot of clients that I am working with or juggling. So sometimes I will ask my colleague to help me. And then in return I just share a portion of the commission back. Yeah. As long as the client is um, not being neglected, that's the most important thing. Yeah. You've been a real estate agent in Vancouver for three years now. Are there tips that you could give us, like the considerations or factors that we should keep in mind when we buy or sell properties in Vancouver? Yeah. So for clients, I would say if you're looking to buy a real estate um, talk to your mortgage specialist or a mortgage broker. If you don't have one, you can reach out to me and I can 
refer you to somebody, it's good to know the starting point, whether how much you're approved and pre-qualified for, and then also being able to know the breakdown of how much the monthly mortgage payment will be. That way you're not surprised and you can budget accordingly. So first step, get a pre-approval. And then once you know how much your how much your pre-approval amount is and also how much down payment is required. And if you are comfortable with paying the monthly expenses, then you can go ahead and find a property. I think if you buy a property now, it's safe to say that in five or 10 years, that property is going to be worth more than how much, however much you bought it for. Because in Vancouver, we have so many immigration coming, more people wanting to move and live here. And, they, and the city cannot simply keep up with the demand or cannot supply enough housing. So long term, it's a good investment as long as you're not looking to sell it really quick. It's not gambling. It's not like a stock where you buy something and you can make money in one or two years. Maybe there are a few instances like that. But you have to ask yourself whether you're financially ready and committed to take that step. And if you're not, then just rent and try to save as much money as possible. But keep in mind, think about how long are you going to be renting for? Because if you're going to rent for 10 years and you're paying your landlord, let's say $2,000, that's an equivalent to almost $100,000 plus that just went to pay down the landlord's mortgage. or So it would be nice to have a piece of your own property that you can call your own. So that one day, maybe if you have a kid or family relative that you want to pass that on to, they can uh, inherit it or you can uh, sell it in the future and make some money. That is very sound advice. Very sound mm -hmm. advice. How about for sellers? You have already given tips for buyers. How about for sellers? For sellers, I would say take a put your lens as a buyer. When you walk into the house, does it feel spacious? Is it clean? Because I usually almost every time I tell my sellers to declutter the house. You don't have to do a whole renovation because renovation can cost a lot of money. But decluttering goes a long way because if the less items there are in the house, the better it will feel, the more spacious. You want the buyer to envision themselves living in your property or in your house. So I try to just tell them declutter and then let's make your home as bright as possible if there's any small problems or issues, let's fix that now so that it doesn't become a problem later on. And then sometimes if they don't have enough stuff, then I can also put some added decor, decoration or some added furniture just to give it a little bit more color inside. And other than that, I would say, yeah, just try to clean it as much as possible. And if they need help with decluttering or cleaning the house, we have the specialized trades and handyman that can help them with that.
Okay, that's great. Uh, and then hire somebody that's also professional and is going to be invested in getting you the most money as possible because not every real estate agent work the same. If you want to hire somebody that will pay to properly market the home. Yeah. So how do you get updated like making sure that you know the latest trends and developments in the real estate market um so very easy um we have what's called the mls system it's called multiple listing service so every day i take a look at the market what's sold in the neighborhood what's new what's active i talk to other real estate agents hey what's going on what's happening and sometimes the government can also introduce some new laws or they can implement some new uh, laws or just study economy, what's mm -hmm. happening in the city, what is being proposed, uh, what is the population expectation and the growth, are there jobs, are they laying people off? So when you piece all of those together, then you can have a sense whether... Is it a good time to buy or is it a good time to sell right now? So because you're hiring me, I this is what I do full time yeah. as a job. Because most people, they only buy or sell maybe once every five or 10 years. They, but for me, I do this every single day. I see the news. I talk to, I always have my finger on the pulse. Wonderful. So it's always being alert and, uh, on what's happening. You live and breathe and eat. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same if I were to hire a personal trainer. They have the expertise. They know the human anatomy. They know what's best for you. You just have to follow their advice. Yeah. That's the same for me. It's all I do. It's all I read. It's all I watch. And uh, yeah. Speaking of advice, Russell, are there any insights or advice that you'd like to share for those who would like to become real estate agents in Vancouver, or shall I say, be someone like you in a similar market? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So for anybody that wants to be a real estate agent, I think most people think it's easier when you watch the TV show of real estate agents or when you're watching somebody else do it. But just be prepared, have some financial safety net and treat it as a full-time job. Sometimes I see people go into real estate, but they're also doing a part-time job, which I totally understand if you have bills to pay. But if you have some savings you can, and you think that you have the skills, I would highly recommend to go full-time and treat it like a full-time job. And that, because if you're hiring a lawyer or a doctor, you want them to be a full-time lawyer or doctor, right? Yeah. You correct. wouldn't want to hire a doctor that's also a part-time mechanic. Yeah. You want somebody that's an expert. So read as much as you can and never give up. Sometimes it just takes a long time to build a business you have to get used to being rejected and hearing no's, but it's okay because if you just keep being persistent and keep on going, eventually you'll find success. And, and when you're having wins, 
and you're having some sales, don't stop. Keep on building the momentum because too many times when I see somebody and they sell a property, for example, they celebrate and they stop doing everything that they did to get that sale. So I think if you just keep going, build good daily habits, eat good, sleep good, exercise, keep yourself fit in your head and also your body, um, and just have a goal, like a short-term and a long-term goal, um, yeah, this will be a rewarding career. That's wonderful, Russell. That's very good of you to share those tips. And uh, in your opinion, what sets Vancouver apart from, you know, the real estate market, apart from other cities in British Columbia? And how does that impact your approach as a real estate agent? That's a good question. So Vancouver is almost synonymous to a lot of the tourist places, right? Where like if you say New York or Los Angeles or Italy and then Vancouver, Canada, uh, we have such a beautiful city because we have mountains, we have ocean, we have good weather, lots of good food and restaurant. And yeah, we're lucky to be able to live here. So for me, I just want to be able to share that experience with others. Um, and just being proud of the city that you live in. Uh, there's a, such a good opportunity here in Vancouver. So, sorry, your question again was so just... Like, yeah, what? how would you, shall I separate? say, differentiate? Vancouver real estate from other cities how I would differentiate it is that it's a city that pretty much sells itself mm -hmm. so you don't really need to sell it hard once the people come here and they see what we have to offer I think they can make the decision for themselves that they want to stay here and plant some roots here for the long term mm -hmm. So I'm actually the type of person that don't like to convince somebody if they should do one thing or another. I just show and share my own experience. Mm -hmm. And then if you would like to do the same thing, then I can help you. But uh, that's definitely one of the big differentiator. And also, we can have a good balance here because there are some cities there out there that are too busy let's say Toronto, but here I think it's good if you're wanting to raise a family, if you want to build a career, if you want to do both. I think this city offers all of that. Yeah. Are there any specific neighborhoods in Vancouver that you would recommend for Filipino families or individuals who would like to settle down? Uh, I would say that it all depends on the kind of lifestyle and also affordability. As much as I want to say you should be in one neighborhood, but if the price is too high, then it's also not going to be a good um, experience for the family because you don't want them to be financially burdened. Yeah. But if you can find anything pretty much in East Vancouver or Burnaby or Coquitlam, these are all good areas. There's so many good pockets and areas in Metro Vancouver to name them all. 
and as long as it depends also on the size of the family, if they have one kid or two kids or three kids. Uh, but for the most part, um, Vancouver is going to be, a, there's going to be good neighborhoods pretty much everywhere. And there's just going to be, it's just going to keep changing mm -hmm. as more family move in and they do, they change and more businesses come in and they start developing more homes yeah you appear and sound to be very focused at what you do Russell like you know what you want and you pursue it you are hardworking. you're persistent and you are making sure that you are knowledgeable at what you do and the updates and the trends in the real estate what do you enjoy most about being a real estate agent and why do you try to be the best at what you do what I would say what I enjoy the most is every situation is unique. Mm -hmm. There's no one thing that is exactly like the other. And I think it's always like a puzzle that is needing to be solved. This person's situation uh, needs to be solved this way. And I think when I see that the clients are very happy with their decision, when I see them move into their new home where they can start a new chapter or grow their family, that's a very rewarding feeling for me. And I think sky is the limit in the business. There's not, there. I can't say that, oh, I'm happy to achieve X. I think I can always set higher goals every year or every month I can challenge myself I can also there's so many different avenues I can teach others I can help and build a team I can serve more people but I think a lot of the excitement just comes from being able to really help a family especially if they think especially when you blow their expectation when they're expecting one thing and then you just deliver over and above yes and they have a really good experience with you mm -hmm. finally russell how do you see yourself contributing to the community in the future so how i see myself contributing in the future is probably to teach others so the new generation the younger men or women, boys, girls, if they ever want to go into the industry or maybe they want to start their own business, I want to be a resource for them that and show them that if I was able to do it, somebody that came from the Philippines, moved here less than two years ago uh, or three years ago in Vancouver, and I was able to do it from scratch, I think anybody can also do it. If you put your heart, mind, soul, and body to it, and just be, just keep your values intact no matter what. Because sometimes when we start making more and more money, we also tend to become distracted by other pleasures or material stuff. And I think those are nice reward, but I think by giving back to your community, your church, other people in need, charities, 
or just being able to offer your knowledge and expertise. Hey, how were you able to do this? I want to be able to share that with others. So I think I want to be more of a mentor yeah. or somebody that people can call if they have any questions about their business. That's wonderful. And you sharing your story and your insights here on Life Expressions is already one step forward to being a mentor because they could just listen to this podcast and hear a lot and know more about real estate and on how to be a successful individual, not just in the field of real estate, but on any endeavor that they would like to take upon themselves. So thank you so much, Russell, for your time and for sharing your story and your insights. You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me here. It was really great. And if anybody would like to learn more about me or have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can Google my name. It's Russell De La Cruz and all my contact information should be out there. Wonderful. Yes, Russell De La Cruz and it's russeldelacruz.com, correct? Yep, russeldelacruz.com or if you just type my name, probably I, I will show up one in one website or another. So For it's sure. very easy to reach out to me. Don't hesitate. Don't feel shy text me, call me. And if in case I'm busy, I will always try and get back to you. Yes, as you did with me. Thank you so much, yeah. Russell. <laughs> Thank you so much, yes. Dr. Charlie. Yes. Thank you. This has been a wonderful conversation. I look forward to seeing you again. Perhaps we could have another cup of coffee and this time you being my real estate agent. <laughs> I like to hear that. Yes, wonderful. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Life Expressions. I'm your host, Chari Hineri Elon, and with me is Russell De La Cruz. If you have any stories or experiences you'd like to share, please reach out. Just message me on Life Expressions. Don't forget to share this episode. If you like this episode, share it with your friends. And don't forget to hit that like or subscribe to Life Expressions. Till next time.